And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I don't need a Costco membership, I'm a single person, not a family of six. I don't need 35 or anything yet, but the food called hot dogs, what I wanna get. Only 150, they don't make a profit. I don't want the soda, but I'll take it, I guess. Got them as a kid and I haven't progressed. Costco hot dogs, really are the best. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast. On the Athletic Network, a fine network, it's Wednesday, March 9th. We're here back in the Classic Factory. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? We got our top shot hot boy, Ribbon Dem Lips, Trey Curry. hey yo hey yo International man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. I should have said taking it to the Shazam. <laughs> and uh, finally, making the magic happen over yonder, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second, like the video. Make sure you comment away in the stream team or in the comment section a little bit later on. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Keep sending in your emails to no dunks at theathletic.com. Or you can tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Any of your NBA questions. And big news here today. Survivor is back. (laughs) Nice. Yes, Survivor back on the airwaves tonight. Season 42. (laughs) That sounds insane. Uh, But that means tomorrow it's the return of No Buffs, our Survivor recap show, which has its own separate YouTube feed, its own separate you know, Apple podcast feed, Spotify feed. So you got to go search for it's all no grown up. It's all grown up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So uh, we'll be doing that tomorrow live here from the Classic Factory, which Ooh. will be new. Uh, Trey, JD, and myself with that uh, first episode recapping tonight's premiere episode, which I believe JD is two hours. Are you ready? I am so ready, okay. and I'm. This is the first. I'm going in completely blind. Like I have not seen any of the contestants i don't know anything about oh, wow. it i've seen no trailers uh, except for the you know the pseudo trailer that they show at the end of the last season but uh yeah, i'm pumped i'm excited and wow did it sneak up on me because oh. i was like it's tonight oh my <laughs> God. how did it sneak up on you don't they have one like only have a break of about a week between no, uh, seasons don't they come on don't be so dismissive uh, there are a couple canadians uh in the mix. I know somebody that lives in Whitby is on it. Wow. Yeah, how about that, Tess? Uh, yeah, I saw that, actually. <laughs> oh, are you, oh, you've been doing a little uh, homework here for Survivor 42, haven't Well, no, no, no. Survivor came at me. <laughs> they've got they've got a, uh, a Twitter approach I've never seen before. They at you. It's like... Uh, an elevated promoted tweet. Oh, wow. where they, they there's an at it's in your mentions. <laughs> wow, an that's at Tess Mills with a video. At you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Tess, we're you, back tonight. Baby. And you can unsubscribe from it, but it's at it's, oh, it's wild. Okay, I it's wild. Anyways, they're coming. Whitby, that. there's another Canadian local. Yeah, like, there's some. Uh, there's an American Ontario. that I think lives in Montreal too. Yeah, there's just some Canadian <laughs> content here. Jeff yeah, Prost is just tweeting at every Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a couple Canadians this season. Great time to get in. Yeah. All right. So that's no buffs. Our Survivor Recap podcast. And, of course, YouTube show. Again, its own separate feed, so seek that out. We'll go uh, live around 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. But we'll let you know uh, on tomorrow's No Dunks as well. Okay, on today's basketball podcast, um, we're, of course, going to get into the games. And then later on, we'll do the uh, most compelling races in the Western Conference. Great. We did the East yesterday. It was a big hit. (laughs) People. (laughs) The the content that it was churning out and the engagement was through the roof. Uh, Unfortunately, now it's redundant after last night's games, but still. Oh, come on. The races are still there, Lee. (laughs) Things have changed. So anyway, we'll look at uh, the key or the most compelling uh, races in terms of playoff seedings in the Western Conference a little bit later in the show. But we start with the games, and we've got to start uh, tasked with Kyrie Irving scoring 50, a damn masterclass, said Katie. It's a really a masterpiece as the Nets beat the Hornets to snap a four-game skin. And it's a big win in terms of uh, a potential tiebreaker because they got one more game between the two teams. So what do you think? 
Kyrie dropping 50, usually you're thinking, yeah, some crossover dribbles, some low dribbles, getting to the hoop, but he hit nine threes. That's a huge number for Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Most that he had hit before that this season was three. Uh, and uh, you're going to get open shots when KD is passing you the ball. Of course, just stand outside the three-point line. There was that sexy one when he was really feeling it at this point. Pass from Durant. Kyrie caught it at his face. Mm-hmm. Didn't bring it down. Straight up, baby. That oh, that, yeah, yeah, near the start of the third quarter. That was insane. You yeah. don't see that. It's like a volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> that was a three-point shot, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he only went in the inside the arc for six shots uh, that he made. He got to the free-throw line, of course, hit nine threes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there was... There was a three late. Uh, I think it was you know a few minutes late left in the fourth to give him 46, and it was a deep three. Again, something you don't see from Kyrie, really, a 31-footer. Yeah. But, of course, he was feeling it. Uh, he was asked after the game, did you know how many you had at that point? Mm-hmm. That was his answer, <laughs> just four letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he got two more baskets at the end. How are you spelling that? Yeah, I, I guess it's five. I mean, <laughs> well, go ahead. Ten. Spell it out to I mean, two, mm-hmm. two M's. Two M's. M-M. Yeah. And then H-M-M. H-M-M. Yeah, okay. I guess that's yeah. five. That but it was so short, I cut off an M at the yeah, end. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so under a minute left, that's when he got inside the arc. Somebody pressed him. I think it was Terry Rozier pressing him way above the three-point line. And he just he did the push ahead like Chris Paul cut dribble in the middle of an NBA defense because he's feeling so freaking good. And he floated to the rim and floated it in. Yeah, beautiful stuff. I, I saw this at – I thought it was – Kind of bonkers. He's been in Brooklyn three seasons. He's played only 91 games over the course of three seasons, and he scored 40-plus points nine times, so like 10% of his games when he goes out there. When he plays, he puts points on the board. And it was uh, a good – you bring up the standings. It was a good win for the Nets. It was kind of fun watching them. That's not a word you really use with the Brooklyn Nets this season with so so much going on to me because uh, it was a team effort, really. Again, it's not something you really say about the Brooklyn Nets, but Durant had a quiet game. Kyrie, showing why he's one of the best. Yep. Seth Curry cold, but Patty stepping up. And Goran Dragic, a guy they just got. Really, their backup point guard now. That's why they're fine giving away uh, Javon Carter. Because Dragic, seven assists off the bench. I thought he was really, really good. He joined this team because they think he thinks they're going to make a big run. You're going to need lots of supporting guys. And a guy like Bruce Brown being that glue guy. 14 points, eight boards, five assists, three steals. Uh, as much as I think they can make a deep run, they're still not playing together, which is the crazy thing. I mean, they look like together they were together on this night, but on the one hand, you got, got a guy scoring half 100 points, but he plays in half the games. And uh, Kyrie Simmons, when is their first game going to be together? Right. Playoffs? I mean, it's, it's Game seven of the NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> on the road. Yeah, on the road, exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're now in eighth. Uh, they're, they're a 500-team uh, currently, but when KD plays, they're 11 games above 500. So they're like a 52-53 win team right. with KD playing, and that's without Kyrie for a lot of the games. So they're great, and they're not so great in the same breath. But Thursday in Philadelphia is obviously going to be really, really, really exciting. Uh, Kevin Durant was asked, uh, do you have to talk to Ben Simmons about sitting on the bench? Do you have to like, <laughs> give him some advice because, you know, you had the cupcake game when you went back to OKC, everybody with the uh, the monstrous cupcake signs. And Durant said, no, nobody needs to hold his hand. He's going to be fine. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I think I still think this is crazy, but I still think he's getting a tribute video. They it, didn't do it for KD, right? In OKC. Yeah, but OKC yeah, they're a bit weird though. OKC, OKC doesn't yeah. retire numbers. They don't. They don't. Oh, yeah. They don't yeah. do tribute videos. Right. I mean, JJ Redick got one with the Sixers. Right. I did a little research. I did some YouTube researching. I don't know how far low you go, but everybody gets a tribute video. So you think you think a break in the first quarter, they're going to do the little minute, 90 second, thanks Ben Simmons. I think so. And then people are just going to boo like (laughs) insanely, and then maybe he'll still wave to them? I think so. I think think, it'll uh, happen. I don't see it happening, but (laughs) I mean, it could. You're right. And I think uh, you can check our YouTube algorithm because (laughs) we all use the same YouTube account. I think I searched... Uh, ben Simmons. I think I was searching Sixers tribute videos, and a Ben Simmons tribute video came up because it was a jokey joke. I started oh. watching it. All of a sudden, it goes black and white, and it's Ben Simmons passing the ball underneath oh. the hoop against the Sixers last year in the playoffs. It got me. It got me. But I, I was I was checking how low do they go? JJ Reddick got one. Did Marco Bellinelli get one? Couldn't find that. But I don't know. There is a there is a line like Nikhil <laughs> Alexander Walker just left the Pelicans. 
He didn't get one. Right. Yeah, there's got to be a cutoff. <laughs> Jimmy Butler? So, Jimmy, I mean, nah. Jimmy Butler, you know, he was With the Sixers, that's a good question. The yeah. Sixers. yeah, I don't know. I Some don't, good moments. I don't know. But Ben, There should be a database that we could search for these. <laughs> Tribute yeah. videos, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk to Ky- a little bit more about Kyrie here because he did 50 points in 19 shots. Yeah. 15 and 19 overall, 9 and 12 from 3, like Tass said, and 11 to 13 at the line. I mean, this... It's just really, I mean, it's almost a perfect game, especially from a guard position. Yeah. I mean, it's very close. Alex Schiffer had a, a report on the game, and he said afterwards that Kevin Durant was like, damn, I didn't know he had it cooking like that. It's like, Kevin Durant doesn't know that Kyrie Irving could go nuts in games and shoot like well, that. He, maybe he means within this one game. Oh, sort right. of like, whoa, okay. it came up, like, I, I, caught me I, by surprise that he was already at yeah. 20 points. You know? No, look, there's never been a question about Kyrie's ability and his, and his talent and his, his way he can score and get hot. We've seen it when he was in those first Cleveland years. He had it when he had nobody else around him. I think he had an 11 three point game and a 55 point game. 11 was his high, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's always had the talent. It's just mm-hmm. the, the, the sort of sideshow that he brings there, whether or not he's interested in playing, because when when you look at a, a convincing performance last night against another team that is desperate to make the playoffs, it really wasn't even close from the start. You know, and Kevin Durant, as Tass mentioned, he didn't actually do all that much. He didn't have to yeah. last night because uh, Kyrie was the one who took over. He can be a scorer, he can be a shooter, he can distribute, he can do it all. So you've got to be, if you're Steve Nash and the, and the front officer, you've got to be like, now he's probably going to be able to play here soon. It sounds like the mandates are going to be lifted. I'm not sure exactly, but. Right. I, I would say by the playoffs, he probably will be playing in these home <laughs> games, which is now a month or so away, which is great. But Think it, about if he's still not allowed to play. How weird this will be. In a playoff weird. series, yeah. like in like a must-win game at yeah. home, let's say, and he still doesn't have it, and he's probably not going to get it. I mean, it's crazy to just think that he'd be like, nope. I, I'm Especially, not going to do it, and we might lose the championship because of it, because they could win the title. Here and if, the if they it's play in game, let's say, is against Toronto, he definitely won't be able to go... To Canada if he's unvaccinated. Well, unless so, that's changed too. I don't think that is. I think yeah. if you're unvaccinated, I don't think you're allowed yeah. in. Anyway, that's another story. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, he's he's incredibly fun to watch. He, he's 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 a cool looking guy out there. He switches <laughs> hands. He goes inside. He's got the ball on the string. You know, I've said before, he's a dual handed player. You know, because he can just make those moves. So it's uh, it's incredibly frustrating knowing that he's not playing simply because he chooses not to for half the games of the Nets this season. Jamal Crawford tweeted last night, Kyrie is an artist to the highest degree. Mm. That's a damn good tweet there uh, from Jamal Crawford. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Uh, I think that works sort of in two ways with Kyrie, Trey. One, of course, like the artistry that he like presents on the court, the way he gets his baskets, how smooth it is, just how graceful he can be. And I think it works also too when you think of like artists today, because of what they're doing besides the music at times, get all the headlines and you, you know, you forget like why you fell in love with that particular artist in the first place. And I think Kyrie very similar. If you were to pair him to like compare him to like a Kanye or something like that, there's all Well, Kanye's been very important to my family throughout <laughs> the ages, you know. So to see him go from being an artist to just the mouthpiece is very strange to me. Should I buy his new records? Uh well you need to buy the stem. Well, I'm not ever gonna do that. Oh, okay. I haven't listened to the same Kanye song twice in like ten years. Like you mm. listen to it once and it's gone forever um uh, we listened to one in, in on a road trip <laughs> when we went to memphis did we yeah <laughs> what was it oh man anyways it was good for, uh, for I mean, yeah, the old songs are great yeah, yeah it was yeah. an old the man's song. lost it uh, yeah. not, are you gonna watch the netflix doc no three-parter no no no, no. too long probably it's good is there a comparison though <laughs> to what sort of i'm saying here and i guess really jamal Crawford <laughs> saying you know that we i guess what i'm getting at is because of all the things that happen and the things that are said and his decisions he makes off the court that we can forget at times that, oh my God, he's, he's a incredible. walking bucket. Are yeah. you saying people forget that Kyrie yeah, Irving is we, a walking bucket? 100%. I don't think uh, I do, but I know a lot of people. I don't do. think people forget it, but they don't get to see it enough. So maybe in that way, he's an artist like Kendrick Lamar, who actually is an artist and continues to release great material. It just doesn't come out all the time. Sure. Right? It's uh, a lot more spaced out. But uh, if I were going to p- compare Kyrie Irving to anything last night, it would be Dennis Scott's. Uh, television segment Shooter's Paradise mm. because this was the perfect setup for Kyrie. He was coming off a bad game, 19 points on 18 shots against the Celtics. 
he wanted to impress because he doesn't get to play in every game. This is only his 17th game of the season. He was also playing against the Hornets' defense, yep. which you make two passes, you're getting an open shot. So yep. like you were saying, Tass, when you think of a Kyrie Irving high-scoring game, you assume it's going to be a lot of breaking guys down off the dribble, crazy finishes in the lane. And he did have a couple of that, but it was mostly wide-open catch-and-shoots. Or like he's just standing there, but the guy is two steps off for yep. some reason. Yep. So he just pops it in your face. And But it's super impressive, man. When he's on fire, there's few players that are more fun to watch than Kyrie. Mm-hmm. It's like him and Steph are like incredible shot makers to watch. So yeah, the artistry was there. Um, it was a bit of a masterclass, I would say, because I just had an auto renewal for masterclass. I didn't know it was going to happen. Just like I didn't know Kyrie was going to have a 50 point game last mm-hmm. night. It just shows up. You're like, oh, there's a charge. <laughs> there's a 50 point game. If I were going to be worried about anything, though, I'd be worried about the horn. It's 4-11. Since February 1st, they've got one more loss than the Hawks already, who are down in the 10th spot. And they're tied with the Wizards in the loss column, though Charlotte does have three more wins. They kind of got a middle-of-the-road schedule. Both Atlanta and Washington have easier schedules. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that the Hornets are a play-in lock. I think it's still a chance they fall out of the yeah. top well, 10 seeds because be they have been brutal. It is so similar to last season for mm-hmm. the Hornets. Gordon Hayward goes down, and their season, like... You know, you lose a good gourd and your season starts to That's fall right. apart. I mean, I know he's not like a an all-NBA player at this point of his career. I guess he maybe never was, but he was an all-star. But he is so important, and they miss him. And, uh, yeah, this is a big game. I said it on yesterday's show when we were looking at the, the compelling, you know, East playoff races, and we were talking about the play-in sort of teams here. They're tied now, this series, Hornets and Nets, and they have one more game. And that will decide, you know, potentially a tiebreaker if they're to be tied come the end of the season. And that could mean... You know, probably let's say a, a, an eighth or ninth seed, or even a ninth or tenth seed, I guess, is in play if they are tied in, in the records. Whoever wins that last game, which I think is in late March, so mm-hmm. big win, of course, and big game from Kyrie. Yeah, to snap it with losing streak too. They had lost four in a row. Yeah, and they are uh, last in terms of the number of losses that they have in terms of all those teams because they've played the most games. So uh, the Hawks could easily pass them. So you know they have thirty four losses. That's the same amount as the Washington Wizards. Who are in 11th? So if the Wizards win their games, they're, right. they're tied. I mean, this is it is nuts. Since Lamelo Ball was named as a replacement, they just have gone downhill since he was named as an All Star replacement. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. It, yeah, it's large. It's 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 looming over their team. Every single possession, it's uh, it's like they don't want to play defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. really bad. And they traded for Montrezl Harrell, who's also not uh, yeah. you know, a premium defender there. Yeah, no, they were twenty six and twenty at one point, uh, and they've gone six and twelve or six and fourteen uh, since then, and that just shows they just they just can't sort of get out of their own way. You know, they're not good enough defensively, and they just don't have the offensive firepower. I don't think to like they try to outscore teams, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, they have so many leaks defensively, teams just run up points against them too easily. Uh, another game last night, Darius Garland scores career-high 41 to lead the Cavs past the Pacers in a very close game, Trey. Yeah, this was a special one for Darius Garland. 41 points career-high, also added 13 assists. I personally only caught the fourth quarter live, but I felt fine because that was the good part. Pacers led by eight coming into the corner, and that lead was gone in two minutes. Uh, but indeed, to their credit, they didn't go away. They kept playing hard in this one. There's a lot of weird, weird stuff that happened in the last oh, <laughs> minute yeah. of this game. But Darius Garland also didn't go away in the fourth 21 points in the fourth quarter, 7 of 10 from the field, hit two threes, 5 of 5 at the line. Lee, I know you love it. Yep. He was living in the lane. It did not matter uh, what the Pacers were throwing at him. Sometimes it was a switch. Sometimes it was a trap. Sometimes it was a bigger guy. Sometimes it was a smaller guy. He was just blowing by him and then having these crazy funky finishes in the lane. It was a little bit like Chris Paul to me, a little bit like Kyle Lowry, a little Isaiah Thomas, where it feels like he not only plays bigger than his size, but also like wider. Like, I don't understand how a guy, a Darius Garland, who is a pretty small guy, is able to carve out so much space. Uh, inside. He also did a quick kiss to the crowd after a (laughs) three-pointer. You know, we usually see like a Kelly Oubre or a Lee Ellis sort of style. (laughs) Right. Real flair. Very dramatic three, but I love it when a guy hits one. It's just a little... (laughs) (laughs) Get him out of here. Masterful stuff uh, from Darius Garland. Best take I saw on this came from the most plugged-in Cavs fan I know of fellow by the name of Toss Molas. <laughs> he tweeted with Jared Allen out, the Cavs are going to have to win on offense, and that means it's on Darius Garland's shoulders. Those shoulders look very strong. That's almost exactly what happened. The Cavs couldn't get a stop until basically the very end when Lamar Stevens, Dean Wade made a couple of plays, but they had DG the PG, and that's all <laughs> that really mattered. 
And thanks to Jalen Smith as well there for the... Uh, <laughs> he didn't know what the score was. Is that uh, what it was? Uh, I mean, he fouled. It was Corey, a tie game, yeah. and he fouls, and they don't have a foul to give with, what, like uh, yeah, 10 seconds, 14, 14 I think seconds it was 14, ago. yeah. Yeah, and so he just didn't know. Yeah, well, I guess he already just thought they weren't in the bonus. But even one of the, still, yeah. you don't, just don't need to foul in that situation. But young man, had a decent game, <laughs> made a mistake. Well, he hit a big the three young, yeah. that got them you know, back into the game. He did. Um, but yeah. yeah, there was some other crazy. He nearly threw the ball away, yeah. not too uh, long before that. But uh, Tyrese Halliburton made an incredible save yeah. to like, keep oh, yeah. it for the baser. Yeah. Anyway, it was insane. But yeah. Lamar Stevens did have that huge block there too. Weird, weird ending, Tess. But the Cavs they pulled it out because of Garland. Yeah, they uh, desperately need Garland to just do everything, especially with Karis Levert out beside him as well. They they are lacking guards, and they Pacers just. Got it out of his hands eventually, and they would just give it back to him. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the yeah, the Cavs did enough around Darius Garland to... I hear what you're saying with all those comparisons to guys. I mean, he looks small when he gets into the lane, uh, but he's able to just find angles, no matter what, to just sort of reach behind him and throw the ball up and just get it up on the rim no matter what. And, you know, we talk about guys like Mark Elfold. So he's getting better in relative anonymity in Orlando. I kind of think about that with Darius Garland, his first couple of years in Cleveland. Like, he had to figure out how to play with Colin Sexton and how to be, uh, how to just, you know, get better. I think we, we were quick to label guys like, oh, this guy is whatever in this league, you know? And now this is uh, year number three for him, and he is just an incredible player. Obviously, guys are going to get better in the first three years, but I guess I'm just saying I didn't watch a lot of Cleveland Cavaliers basketball the last two seasons before these Cavs got good. And now this guy is an all-world talent. I mean, he is... It's just seeming like everything is so perfect for these Cavs, like one through six. And uh, they're going to be a tough out no matter who they play. They obviously need Karis Levert back. They need Jared Allen back, which is kind of scary. The reports on him that he may not be back uh, for the entire regular season. Mm. Uh, but they are a playoff team. They're not dropping in the play in, into the play-in, and uh, good for them. Do you think the Pacers were just like secretly trying to tank the game, though? Yes. With the foul? Wow. Well, not with <laughs> the foul, but they were not disappointed they lost that one (laughs) (laughs) interesting way to uh, tweak it there so yeah the Cavs uh, a big win here you know I said again yesterday's show I said I think Cleveland's going to be the sixth seed and I think there could be some hijinks with uh, teams that are like currently ranked two three four like everybody might want that third seed the the Jared Allen missing is a big piece of that uh why I think they're going to stay there and also why teams would want to play them you know a young Cavs team yeah you got to contain Darius Garland but if you can figure out that you like your chances to probably win a series but man he's putting up 41 he's going to give your team a chance any mm-hmm. uh, any game and they might get a couple off whoever they're playing in a first round series it's nice to see that they're like they're locked in like we're getting the Cavs in a first round series oh, yeah. that will very likely be on NBA TV <laughs> well, it depends yeah. if the Raptors make it, I suppose. That's uh, a good, yeah. point. good point. Here's how locked in they were. This is sort of a homecoming game for Darius Garland. He's from Indiana. Yeah. Uh, so so his family was going to be in town to watch him play in Indiana. He said, uh, road games, though, every time my in, my immediate family come, we lose. So my mom's like super superstitious. So yeah, that's probably the reason why they didn't come. We talked about it last night. I was kind of mad that they didn't come actually after the game. <laughs> His family decided to stay home wow. because they're like, we need this win. We would love to see you play, but we want you to get the W first so you can go to the playoffs. Mom, dad, sister, I believe, did not show up. So he just went out and went 41 and 13. Made him regret it. I love it. I love it. Interesting. Uh, and Mobley too, uh, 22, 12, 3, and then five steals and a block. When we were talking about who's most likely to get a five by five, was mm. Mobley's name yeah. brought up? Yeah, man. Him and Barnes. That's gonna. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Him and Scotty they're, they're, Barnes. What? Yeah, man. He's he's gonna do it. I'm I'm confident in that. That just will have one of those crazy games. You know, you gotta have one of those plays where I think you get like three blocks on yeah, basically right. one possession. Right, yeah. you know, like the block, the block, the block. That yeah. really helps chances get to five. But he obviously can do it in the other uh, the other categories. Mm-hmm. Good game from him and uh, Markinen with 21 two. Um, you know, in 30 minutes, pretty good. Uh, I was just checking uh, Garland's basketball reference page. Did you know he was called DG the PG, or is that you the first time? They say it. Oh, they really? Yeah, they, they do it. say I it. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah and, and his middle called. name is Kennard, like Luke Kennard. That's what he's named Different after, spelling. actually. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> you, you had me there for a second. <laughs> Winston, big Luke Kennard. Yeah, no, what do you need to say? Uh, all right, next game here. I can't believe this is a headline. Mm. All right, but this is the real AP headline. 
Clay Thompson, surprised by Will Ferrell, <laughs> lifts Warriors over Clippers. Yeah. So I mean, we can talk about the game if you want, but the big story from this yeah. is uh, Will Ferrell dressed as Jackie Moon, surprising Clay Thompson, Curry, and the Warriors in warmups and shooting around with them for like 10 minutes yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. And he even stuck a wedgie, as we're showing you here on the stream team. Well, eventually, look, jumper looks okay, to be completely honest. Oh, it looks fine, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately... <laughs> what uh, is going on here? <laughs> this game did peak before the game even tipped off because we had Kawhi Leonard out knocking down shots, and then we also had... Right, uh, I saw Tash tweeting about that. Yeah, yeah. And then we had Will Ferrell. But this was something that Steve Kerr, apparently, like he talked to him about. He wanted to just get like Clay looser. You know, he's been playing a bit tight, hasn't been playing yeah. all that well. Clay said during his uh, rehab, he just watched that movie, made him laugh. That's his Mrs. Doubtfire to me. It's yeah. like, that's what that's your, your drought buster. That's what you need there. <laughs> Will Ferrell just came out and it, it was, you know what, it was funny. It was like, yeah, great. This is it. The only thing was when he was, when he was closing out him in the corner, I was like, don't get too close to him. And Clay said that as well. He's like, I didn't want him getting under my feet there. Right. Uh, imagine that the disaster that would be. It was like, <laughs> oh. Will Ferrell yeah, injures yeah. Clay Thompson in pregame uh, warm-up. But that honestly was the highlight of this game because otherwise <laughs> there was not much. The Warriors desperately needed a win. The Clippers basically just said, yeah, we're not going to try all that hard tonight. And uh, that's what happened. The Warriors won this game comfortably. Well, the funny part to me is like, Will Ferrell's there to like, yeah, get Clay out of his funk, maybe even Curry a little bit. But those guys <laughs> continued to stink yeah, in terms of shooting. And it was Kaminga and Moody had a pretty good game, yeah. Jordan Poole and stuff like that uh, to take care of the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, and Wiggins played well when they're winning by a heap, of course. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, but, but you know, Steve Kerr, I remember, I've heard him talk about this in the past. He's like, you've got to play with joy. You've got to play with yep. that looseness and that happiness. And so something like this, and you hear coaches do these sorts of things from time to time to try to get, the, not maybe not, <laughs> Not, this, maybe, this. not have Will Ferrell show up to <laughs> shoot around they try with to get, They try to get their players to just loosen up and not be too stressed yes. and tense about things. And so, you know, I think that was a, a mood lifter last night. It's like, let's just have some fun out here. And Will Ferrell's perfect for that role. Because uh, the <laughs> hair's roll. The hair's, the hair's a little grey. He's a little bit older, but uh, he was out there having some fun. And uh, that was it. I was watching that and I'm like, oh. And then you see the game, like, just go back to the pregame stuff. That was much better. Yeah. Well, what do you think of Kerr's uh, inspirational move here to get uh, Will Ferrell out there? <laughs> he hit a lot of shots. He hit a shot from the logo. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's true. He did he it a deep bomb. It. Um, so I was surprised. He said, by "I that. make those in my sleep." Yeah. Well. <laughs> so obviously, uh, there was controversy with Will Ferrell not being in winning time, not mm. playing the role mm. of Jerry Buss. Can somebody break this down to me? What's the TLDR on this? Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, him not being in winning time. I've heard you, you guys talk about it in the office. I don't really know what what really went down. Will Ferrell, big Lakers fan. Yes, wanted to play Dr. Jerry Buss in winning time. Okay. Close friend with Adam McKay. Absolutely. You're thinking... <laughs> no brainer. Boss it up. <laughs> I don't think so. Will. <laughs> That's what uh, Adam said. So they went with John C. Riley. That pissed Will Ferrell off. <laughs> now Will Ferrell and Adam McKay are no longer business partners or friends. Wow. Because he doesn't get to be Dr. Jerry Buss. <laughs> yeah. Not only were they So friends. now he has to show up as Jackie Moon so, at a different basketball game so people remember he also likes basketball. So is he going to make semi-pro too? Is that what's also going on here? Was this footage they were using? Like, I think this is footage that they could use in winning time. And, in winning and, time? And, and, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Just him on the floor. You blur out all the Warriors' faces so we don't know that it's Clay and Steph. We just pretend. I mean, there's so many different video formats in wow. that show. Okay. We could just That's pretend. Point. Some true. of those were blurry enough that you could slide them in. <laughs> totally. Right. Uh, yeah, you could just slide it in there, and maybe, maybe that's an olive branch to Will Ferrell. Hey, you made the mo you made the show. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, okay, but you know, the the choice for Jerry Buss pretty good. But anyways, are, are uh, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell at least still brothers? Step, step. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> now their parents divorced after that's all went down as tragic stuff, man. Oh, oh. All right. Uh, anything to add to to the game here? Um, I know we're gonna the Warriors get the win, which is keeping them close, obviously, to the Grizzlies. They needed it. Yeah. Who got the victory as well uh, in that little race, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit later in the show for that second seed. Well, Monday is a big day for them because Draymond Green should be coming mm -hmm. back, as he said on his podcast. He's dropping it. No one else is going to... He's gonna, the source. No one else is going to outsource Draymond. So, yes, Monday is a big day for them, for sure, because everything fits a lot better with him in there. 
Uh, the other games last night, uh, if you guys have any comments, fire away. But we had John Morant and the Grizzlies. They built an early, massive lead to beat the Pelicans 132-111. That was the first game on TNT. We had Giannis scoring 39 as the Bucks beat the Thunder for their fifth straight victory. And Mikel Bridges blocked a shot to uh, save the Suns, 102-99. Uh, I guess it was Franz Wagner lining up a three-pointer at the end. Could have tied it uh, to beat the Magic. So Grizzlies, Bucks. Suns all getting wins that we expected them to last night. I guess the you know the Grizzlies sent a message there. I thought they bounced back after that loss to the Rockets again on TNT, beating a very hot Pelicans team. Yeah, easily. Well, Ingram was ruled out just before the game, which certainly uh, affected their offense. But no, uh, the the Grizzlies were locked in from the start. This was a twenty point game in the first quarter. Basically stayed that way, so that one was over there. But Mikael Bridges, that block, his arm looks like it's about nine feet long in that mm-hmm. uh, one there. But Cole Anthony as well got whacked in the face by Mo Barber in that one. Came back and... Uh, he had the bandage yeah, and, 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 and then uh, the low headband, right? And, 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 uh, well. and, and the NBA.com uh, recap said, you know, it's right between the eyes is what Kevin Harland would say. But I uh, hit some shots. And, and, and that's the thing with uh, Cole Anthony. like He's like, all right. Patch me up. I'm getting back out there yeah. for my guys. So they were competitive, came closer, but a, a highlight reel defensive stopped when this game. So mm-hmm. uh, don't see too many of them, but well yeah. done. And another good game in that one for Campaign, yeah. uh, who's done an admirable job task, like filling in, obviously, for Chris Paul, who's out, and no mm-hmm. Booker. And he's being asked to carry a much you know, um, heavier offensive load, and he's coming through. He's had a subpar season after being so key to them. Last year in the finals, he basically won them a game in the conference finals, uh, I believe. that That's when uh, he came through for Chris Paul, who is out. Uh, and so I think this is probably good for him. Yeah, just yeah. number one, play better. Number two, uh, responsibility, responsibility goes up because it could happen in the postseason as well. You know, we don't know how long uh, Chris Paul is going to be out. So, yeah, great for them. I thought it was really weird when Franz got blocked. Mm-hmm. And there was still like four or five seconds left on yeah. the clock. And then they, Mikel Bridges... And the Suns just dribbled it out. Yeah. Franz did nothing. He didn't want to foul. I guess he was, you know, he was obviously pissed that he got blocked. But, uh, you know, he could still be two missed free throws, Franz. He could still have another shot, Franz. Come on, Franz. Franz. Uh, Yeah, they probably don't really want to win these games all that much. You know, that's a perfect, like, it's in Orlando, Mm -hmm. competitive game. You know, Cole Anthony had a chance at a jumper that would have put them up. I know Cam missed one, too. Crowd's getting a great game, and then their team loses. And that's probably good for, you know, where they're going with their season and the totally. they're at, and hopefully they get another high draft pick to add to this. You know, some promising young guys there. Yep, clutch loss, especially considering the Pistons keep winning games right now. Yeah, great stuff by the Magic there. <laughs> uh, nice game from DeAndre Ayton, twenty-one and nineteen. One thing I don't like: one free throw attempt. The guy was shooting all floaters. Like, I don't know, just a little, a little finessey to me. He obviously performed well, and he was big time in the lane. He was in the lane all the time. That's why you're seeing uh, nice assist numbers for Payne and a, a solid game for Aaron Holiday as well. Yeah. But I would love to see him dunk, you know, mm. like seriously throw one down. He p- made a couple of nice plays uh, late in the fourth quarter here. I think he scored the last two buckets for Phoenix. Yeah. Um, but still, I, I just he's just a big, strong, biggest guy out there. He's doing big guy stuff. But it's like all dinkers and dumpers. He's a dinker and dumper. But it's like, even his dinkers and dumpers are like so gentle. Like, (laughs) I feel like they don't even hit the rim to like dink and dump around there. Obviously, floater is the other word there, but there's something in between a floater and a dinker. A drifter? (laughs) Sure. Monty Monty Williams, after the game, described it as an adult game from. uh, Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was very adult. (laughs) Maybe a plunker. Oh, a plunker. I don't mind that. Yeah. That it's sounds like, like it would make a loud noise, though, as well. I don't it, know. It would splash. Yeah. I mean, these are swishes. Um, yeah, those are, those are push shots. Drifter, plunker. Hmm. Bobber. No. <laughs> no. Let's Bobber. get some help Velvety. from the stream team. <laughs> what Chime are we even in. talking about? Yeah, they're probably like, what do you? What help do you want? What are you? Why are you saying just weird words right Bobber. now? Uh, so you're looking for something in between a floater and then a dinker dumper. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a floater. He was shooting floaters. Yeah, but but when it's a big guy, it yeah. feels like it should be a dinker or a dumper. It's also not a floater to me because. He he's so tall. He yeah. does not have to put a lot of height on it like a guard generally does. Dropper. <laughs> I mean, it's a push shot to me. It's yeah, not yeah, even yeah, a floater. Yeah. It's like a Hassan Whiteside special, you know. <laughs> but twenty-one and nineteen. Yeah, great game. Big yeah. numbers. At all game. Uh, and uh, any other notes on the on the Grizzlies' big win or the Bucks' big win? Nah, just uh, no, just I mean, taking care of business. Yeah, the standings are always uh, important, as we'll get to here. Yep. 
Grizzlies, Warriors, Jocelyn for that two seed. That's exactly right. Let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, there are basically five weeks left to go in the regular season. We'll look at the most compelling races in the Western Conference. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, back in the Classic Factory, as I said, five weeks to go in the regular season. On yesterday's show, we looked at the most compelling races in the East. Let's do the West today, guys. And again, I got three particular races to keep your eye on down the home stretch here. We'll start with the race for the number two seed in the Western Conference. Just talking about the Grizzlies and the Warriors both picking up wins last night. So who is in the mix? Well, the Suns are clear. They're the number one seed. Good on you, Phoenix. But you got the Grizzlies right now a half game up on the Warriors. Why does it matter? Well, uh, dummy, you want home court advantage in a potential second round matchup between the two teams. Like, they could be seeing each other uh, in the second round. And, trivia question, can you tell me the last Western Conference team to make the finals that wasn't a number one or two seed? It's been a while. Like how much of a while? Well, I mean, not not Rockets mid nineties. Not not that far. Not that far. But I think that's pretty crazy that it's like the number one or two seed has made it to the finals from the West since this last team. San Antonio. No. Dallas Mavericks, twenty eleven. It's exactly right, and that is even a bit of a uh, weren't they sort of the second seed? The twenty ten eleven Mavs finished as the third seed, though they had the same record as the Lakers. At 57 and 25, who were the number two seeds. So anyway, point is, uh, you want to help your chances here to be the uh, one or two seed, especially in a, in, a, in a tough Western Conference. So this is a, an important race. I know, Tass, you keep talking about how you you want the Grizzlies to, mm-hmm. to have the number two seed to help their chances to at least move on a little bit. Yeah, just because they're so young, I'd like to see them get that little advantage. And, uh, you know, I, I also think the Warriors have been there, done that. They can play more road games. Now people will say, oh, come on, the Warriors just aren't the same team that they were at the beginning of the season. It's true. They're 16-15 and 15 without Draymond Green, but they're 28-6 and six with him. Yep. So I, I think they're going to be a different team the last month. I know they got to get into a better flow. But uh, you know, there's, there's still time for them to do what they did a few months ago. And, yeah, give the Grizzlies plenty of home games. I mean, we're already talking about them in the second round. Let's get them a first-round win first. Yeah, it's true. Um, so who has the advantage? Well, the Grizzlies have the easier remaining strength of schedule. Though, Tass said it, Draymond Green, he's returning on March 14th. That completely changes the Warriors team. And who knows when Jackie Moon's actually going to hmm. get into the rotation. Uh, the Warriors currently hold the tiebreaker 2-1, to one, but they play one more game. That's big, March 28th. So if the Grizzlies win that, 
Then the season series is split 2-2. Then the division leader yes. wins a tie yes. Yes. over a team not leading a division. Well, the Warriors, last I checked, are still in the Pacific division. Oh, Suns are winning that one. The Grizzlies could win theirs and uh, very well could get this on a tiebreaker. Again, they have to win that March 28th game to make it 2-2, and then it could go to that if they're tied in the standings. Do you have a prediction, though, for this race for the number two seed? Who's going to have it in the end? Is it going to be Grizzlies or Warriors, with, especially with Draymond coming back? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Memphis can hang on. Uh, I think it's way more important for them than it is right, for the right. Warriors because when you're a young team, you want those home courts. You want potentially a Game 7 at home. When you're the Warriors, and we've already sort of heard it from Steph, playing the mind games a little bit, you know, we don't care. We don't care. We've been there. We've won it all. We can win anywhere. Exactly. That's you know They made the finals five years in a row, so they should believe that they can go and win and beat anybody, especially when Draymond comes back. With Draymond out of that team, they're not a contender. When he comes back in, if he can be back to his best you know, before the playoffs, the Warriors could, I think, you know, that's then they can go all the way to the finals. Mm-hmm. How much confidence do you have in the Grizzlies to go super, super far in, in, in the playoffs, Trey? Like, are, I know I'm, there's a lot of buzz building for them being a, why couldn't they be a Western Conference finalist? Do you believe that, or is it like it's tough to jump from like not really being in the playoffs? I know they sort of had a little dance there, but then to make that like big leap where you win a bunch of series, do you believe that? Well, assuming they stay in the number two seed, which seems kind of likely to me, because it feels like the Warriors, even when Draymond comes back, they're going to be getting him up to speed. Wiseman is also apparently going to come back likely on that Monday as well. They're still just going to be figuring out stuff for the end of the season because they want to be at their best when the playoffs start. And like Tass is saying, they're used to playing playoff games with their main four or five guys. So they'll be able to figure that out. I think the Grizzlies staying at number two, they would be favorites in their first round series, whether it's against Minnesota, who's currently number seven and would have the advantage in the play-in tournament. I mean, maybe you would give the Lakers the advantage if they somehow get up to the number seven and Davis is healthy and LeBron is healthy and everything clicks at the perfectly right time. But I still think Memphis is going to be favorites over whoever comes out of the play-in tournament. But it's going to be interesting to see because the Grizzlies' strength is not half-court offense. So you think their offense is probably going to slow down. Teams take better care of the ball in general in the postseason, so they won't have as many transition opportunities off of turnovers as well. So to me, they should win their first-round series, and then I think it's going to be a toss-up second-round series. Probably goes to Game 7, depending on who they play, but it seems to me that maybe their advantage that they've seen throughout the season of playing harder, playing faster, and just getting tons of turnovers, that probably goes away a little bit uh, in the playoffs. And that becomes a different game for a team that's never uh, advanced at that point. So I think a tough second-round series is certainly possible. And if they catch the right breaks, they're going to the conference finals. Yeah, it's crazy to think. All right, our next race here to keep your eye on in the West, the fourth seed specifically in the Western Conference, because we just talked about who's likely going to be finishing second and third between the Grizzlies and Warriors. But who's in the mix for the four seed? We're showing it to you here on the stream team. You got the Jazz. You got the Mavericks. You got the Nuggets. And we'll include the Timberwolves because four games separates these four teams. That's, you know, look, we're starting to run out of time, but that's not a whole lot, especially if you play each other a couple times. You can make up a game right there in one night with one win. So why does this matter? Well, I feel that these teams are so so evenly matched that I think you're going to want, maybe even need that game seven in front of your own fans, you know, in a, in a potential first round series, if you're the four seed and you're playing whoever's the fifth seed, that could be huge. Um, and again, I've included the Wolves, you know, in the play in tournament right now, but they're trying to get their way out of it. Who has the advantage is very tough to figure out and who's going to, you know, ultimately win the four seed, I think is even more difficult, but the Mavs have one of the easiest remaining schedules in the league, only the Hawks and Blazers have "quote unquote" easier competition left to play. So that's big. That said, Dallas has two Eastern Conference road trips still. They got a five-game road trip and a four-game road trip in length. So you know you're going out on the road still, and they have important games. The Mavs do two against the Wolves, and they you know they're going to try and even the regular season there against Utah Jazz as well. So big big games here when any of those four teams I think are going to be playing over the next couple weeks like it's must watch TV and we could we could get the conference one lost percentage tiebreaker between Dallas and Utah (laughs) could come into play again if the regular season series is uh, eventually even because they play one more time between those two teams but 
what do you, what's your prediction for four, five, six, seven here? How's this going to shake I mean, out? honestly, the way the Mavericks are playing right now, and you just said they've got a pretty decent schedule coming home. They do. I think they could probably get it and steal it, and that'd be tough for the Jazz because we just saw the Mavs really punt the Jazz, and then in a, ten days ago the Jazz did win that game. But I think if you're the Mavericks, you're looking at that series right now, thinking we'll take them in the first round. Well, they, I think they would love to have them. Denver, of course, I don't think you're going to see an impactful Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back. So I think it's kind of like Jokic has to do it all. That's probably a team you'd want to take if you had home court advantage because it's like it's just so much that they have to do. Uh, and then the Timberwolves, I just don't think they can get up that right. high. So I would say uh, the Mavericks probably steal that number four and don't really mind who they have to battle for that fifth spot there. Okay, what do you think, Tess? We've got a heck of a race, huh? Yeah. It uh, could be any of these three teams. I, I think the Jazz have been the consistently the best team of all these uh, throughout the season. Well, I, I mean, I can't predict. It is it is uh, odd to hear that the Mavs have the easiest schedule because they have a, a road-heavy schedule, as mm-hmm. you said, those road trips. Uh, so they have the most road games, uh, so, and that's tough. But I, I do I do believe in uh, the Nugs, though, and I do believe those guys are going to come back and help, whether it's Porter and Murray or one or the other. Yeah, I'm riding the back of Jokic. Uh, but uh, all those teams definitely want home court advantage. So it's going to yeah. be a, we got a race here. Yeah, that's what I think too. Especially, I mean, if, if you remove the Wolves, they obviously want to get out in the play-in. But that 4-5-6, Utah, Dallas, and Denver, like all three of them desperately want, again, a potential game seven in a first-round series in their own barn. But how do you see a chicken out, Trey? Well, I think we're going to know about the Mavericks at the end of next week. They've got the Celtics, Nets, and 76ers on Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Like we said, those are all on the road. Those are three huge games right there. That probably will give us a pretty clear indication of what things are looking like when we're looking at the standings, you know, next, whatever, next Saturday. You guys check standings on the weekend? Oh, yes. Sickos. I love it. I'm very close to starting my daily tweet of if the playoffs started today. (laughs) We're we're mere... I don't know, a week from it. I love it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing, I know Matt Moore has been doing his magic numbers. He's also been doing his tragic numbers with regards to being eliminated. Um, So, I don't know. It seems to me the Mavs are playing the best right now. They've got a great defense and they got Luka on fire. That's a great combination. Uh, Like you're saying, Jokic is doing everything for the Nuggets. Theoretically, they'll get some help at some point, whether it be Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray. Just having another body will help um, because... You know, they played Davon Reed a whole bunch of minutes this week. Right. He had a good game. But, mm-hmm. like, who's Davon Reed? <laughs> what no, no. So, that being said, it's like you see the Mavericks playing incredibly well. You see the Nuggets playing incredibly well. That means the Jazz are probably going to finish in the fourth <laughs> seed because we're going to ignore them, and they're just going to slide <laughs> right in there. Uh, four or five series, though, between the Mavs and the Jazz. Oh, boy. Oh, baby. That's a spicy oh, one. That's so spicy. Yes, Luca versus Rudy. Uh, that's what I love about this race the most. These four teams are all playing pretty high level basketball right now i know i know the jazz just lost their last one but seven and three in their last 10 and then a five game win streak for the dallas five game win streak for minnesota three game win streak uh for the nuggets right now who are nine and one in their last 10 so all four of these teams uh, you know finding their groove right now um makes it really really exciting final race compelling to me and hopefully <laughs> to you it's the playing tournament participants so who's in the mix you can lock in one of the four teams we just discussed. So it's going to be Utah, Dallas, Denver, or Minnesota. They are going, one of those teams is going to be in the play in tournament. It's, you know, I think we all expect it to be Minnesota being a little bit back of those other teams. And then you can just put the Clippers as the eighth seed. I mean, you can write that in pen because I, they got a bumper on both sides. They're, they're far enough back of the Wolves in seventh and they're, they're up enough. I feel like Tass mm-hmm. on, you know, Agreed. the Lakers right now. So, Clippers are they're probably there. They're going to be the eighth seed, so they're going to have two chances to really get in. So that leaves, with the play-in participants, uh, the Lakers, the Pelicans, the Blazers, and the Spurs. So four teams vying for two spots. Why does it matter? It matters a lot to the Lakers and Pelicans to get into the play-in to hopefully get into the playoffs. It matters a whole lot. Probably can't say the same Lee for the Blazers and Spurs. Um I don't think they care as much. Definitely not the Blazers. I I think Spurs. the Spurs are still battling. They've got some young players. They've got an all-star there if they get everyone healthy. I think they'd like to get in there. But, uh, yeah, the Lakers are going to make it. It's just now the Pelicans can salvage what was a disastrous season yeah. by just playing beyond the regular season. Whatever we call that, I don't know. But that's what they need. 
And there'd be a chance to at least win a game there too against the Lakers. I think they would look at it and go, great, we'll, we'll, why not? You know, right. The Lakers haven't been um, super convincing. As far as the Clippers, yeah, they've got the tiebreaker, I think, against the Lakers there too. So they're basically not going to move from there and the Timberwolves should be safe. But uh, it should be exciting there. Uh, the Blazers, they're like, we don't want to be anywhere near this race. Yeah, that's a, that's what's funny here. It's the Lakers and Pelicans are like, God, we got to get in. <laughs> like, it'd be embarrassing if we don't. Let me embarrassing for the Lakers. Pelicans really want to. They made the huge deal at the deadline. You know, uh, uh, CJ Griff is trying to sort of save his, you know, maybe his job. They're trying to convince Zion good things are happening here. Like, there's all that. They want in, and then the other two teams don't as much. Blazers definitely not. Spurs, <laughs> I'm not sure. I agree with Lee. I don't think they're like licking their chops at likely losing in a play-in tournament. But maybe I could be wrong. It was funny seeing TNT font put the uh, the little key down for David Griffin yesterday during the game, and it wasn't David Griffin. They just screwed up. Mm. It was the wrong <laughs> Griff. Just a bald guy? Just a bald guy with glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, um, the Pelicans would be great. Talking about Griffin, the Pelicans would be great if they face the Lakers. Brandon Ingram facing his old team, I'm sure he would be Ooh. jacked for that. Uh, so, And they could knock them off because as much as I think uh, you know, Anthony Davis comes back or as much as I say Anthony Davis comes back, they're fine. We talk about all these teams in the West playing well. Uh, and the Pelicans included, uh, you got to be playing great basketball. I mean, even though we're including 10 teams in the Western Conference, they're all playing great. Every single one except the Lakers. Uh, the, and so the Lakers is not going to be an easy road to make the actual playoffs. And you mentioned the Clippers there, and we saw Kawhi warming up. What a tease. You mm. don't see that. The cameras do not catch that man warming up or even on the bench. He even came to the bench and shook all his teammates' hands. Uh, very rare. Very rare to see Kawhi. Is he coming back? Paul George is also at practice. I mean, I, I, at the beginning, I thought that could be a championship-type team. So, I don't know. You get some vibes there that these guys are coming back. Whether they're right vibes, I don't know. Well, to double down on how tough it's going to be for the Lakers, they have the toughest remaining schedule in the league. So and maybe that's good for them. I don't know. It, right. It's possibly. The Blazers have the easiest. The Blazers, excuse me, have the easiest with three games left. Uh, still versus the Spurs, two against the Thunder, two against the Rockets. So, I mean, if they wanted to get in there, they probably could, but they don't want to. Yeah, They're running out of players to shut down at yeah, this point. Yeah, and, you know, They're like Chauncey Billups. Take some time, buddy. Yeah. Uh, and the Lakers split their season series versus the Spurs and the Blazers. They lost their only game so far against the Pelicans. Just uh, if we get into tiebreaker situations, something to know. But yeah, it's looking, Trey, that we sort of think we're going to have our teams. And it's going to be, like I said, probably the Wolves at 7th, Clippers at 8th, and then either 9th, 10th, Lakers, and Pelicans. It's unlikely it feels like the Blazers or the Spurs are going to like get into this dance. <laughs> I mean, the Blazers... The Blazers are getting crushed now. Ever since they yes. shut down Nurkic, they're like, finally, we cracked the code. We're losing every game by 40. We're getting that pick. The Spurs would take an appearance if it if they stumble into it, sure. which I guess is theoretically possible uh, with the way the Lakers are playing. Maybe they'll try to tr- drop all the way down to 10th, be the first <laughs> 10 seed to ever win the title. <laughs> I don't think the Lakers are getting out of the play-in tournament. Ooh. They're going to be in it, but I don't think they're going to win enough games to get out. They're going to blow it. Let's hear from the stream team predictions when it comes to the uh the western conference standings one through ten have at it uh if you call that good on you because there's still enough basketball to be played where one week one bad week or one good week i guess and you're jumping spots uh over particular teams in some of these tight races we're gonna take one more break when we come back jd with tweet of the night we got pick'em results and a little bit more don't go anywhere Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back in the classic factory. Hey, what do you think of the Broncos' chances to win the Super Bowl this year? What? (laughs) (laughs) 
The Denver so, Broncos? Hold on. I thought you liked sports. <laughs> yeah, but didn't we just have the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Didn't hear the big trade? Oh, oh yeah. Big Russell. Russell Wilson's <laughs> gone for a... Mm, who's going back the other way? Who's going back the other way? Nobody. I don't no, think. No oh, nobody? Oh, no. Right. Nobody of note. Yeah. See, so yeah. like, you like them putting some coin down? Yeah. 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 ACR is going to Denver. Say again? ACR uh, is going to Denver. Uh-huh. Are they still married? Yeah. Uh, that's not bad. Happily married. On the fly? <laughs> In the pocket? Scrambling? Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Uh, JD, I hope your tweet of the night wasn't about Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. <laughs> it wasn't, <laughs> okay, actually. Good. It yeah. isn't. Uh, it's, uh, I've got a couple things on the uh, on the rundown here. Uh, wedgies. We love them. Yep. Um, turns out everybody loves them. It's a becoming a worldwide phenomenon because somebody sent us this. Uh, Martin Scheffler sent us this screen grab of a German uh, game show, I guess, yeah, on TV. Uh, looks sort of uh, who wants to be a millionaire-ish, sort yep. of. And uh, it's a question about wedgies. How do you know Defining that? a wedgie. Well, how do I know? Somebody sent us a translation. Oh. Uh, Koo4267 sent us a translation. Uh, the, so the question is, it's a multiple choice question, and then the question is, a, quote, wedgie in basketball is A, a behind-the-back pass, B, if a player jumps into the audience to save a ball, or C, the ball gets stuck between the hoop and the backboard. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Do we know if – I don't even know who's answering. He or she or both of them got it right? I don't know. The the show looks delightful. They're having a wonderful time. It looks casual, I'll tell you that. Totally, yeah. Is that a pizza taco on this guy's shirt? Yeah. But here's here's another sort of tweet regarding this. Yeah, somebody they they made casual reference <laughs> what? to what? so Felix Theban uh, Theban. Uh, uh, sorry, I apologize for the name. Uh, I think you guys made it when a German quiz show asks what a wedgie is and casually drops a fun fact. There are about fifty in an NBA season. Wow. I wonder how they know. Well, yeah. wedgietracker.com probably, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got to be us, right? I mean, you have to think uh, yeah. we're part of it, right? I mean, who else tracks when Istanbul, Jewishin, Ring, Udbret, Stuck, and Glabibin, right? No, <laughs> yeah. not I wish right. so much this show reached out to us like they do on Jeopardy sometimes where they're like, they have somebody, like they play a video <laughs> clip, like yeah. it goes to Lee Ellis saying, yeah, yeah. the answer is C, yeah. Yeah. a wedgie is when the ball gets stuck between the backboard. Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. Uh, We're all for it. And I love the childish humor, like the smirking and the smiling when they're talking about wedgies. I mean, that's what makes <laughs> it even better. You know? Know Ooh, but does a wedgie, does that translate to German? That's a good, like, uh, is a wedgie, like an underwear wedgie? What do they call that? Oh, in, interesting. In Oh, Grundle, probably. <laughs> just guessing. <laughs> You're probably right. And not only, but, and it, it's not just Germany because we were also sent a clip of uh, a wedgie that happened in uh, the Philippines. Oh. And they refer to it as a wedgie. And here is the clip. Or will it get extended? It remains to be seen in the last 245 here. This is Daniel. Oh. That's going to be a, a wedgie. A wedgie. Wow. It was a low wedgie. International. Well, Underneath, yeah. yeah. It was pretty cool to see that different ball wedged in there. It's so, pretty uh, cool to see Blackwater versus Magnolia. Yeah. <laughs> we cheered for this here. I love those bands. Uh, and one more thing. Uh, this this is not wedgie related. This comes from our own Tass Mellis, who uh, t- tweeted a video of Larry Nance enjoying a snack on the bench. Was he on the bench? He must have yes. been on the bench, right? And... Uh, Larry Nance eating a pretzel like it's a premium dark chocolate. I retweeted. I loved it. And uh, his wife even chimed in and was just amazed at uh, everybody discussing. But look at him. See, I thought I was going to tweet this or add to Tess's tweet, I guess. Like, do you ever, when you eat the pretzel, try and make the heart? So you try and take out the middle without breaking it? 
That's not what he was doing. It, yeah. But that's what I've done that before. You, you nibble off the little end pieces, mm. get a nice little heart going, but then you got to take out the middle and you got to try and like bite that out without breaking the rest yeah. of it. Wow. That's next level, man. I only yeah. I always go around the outside and try to make the Mercedes symbol on the inside. Oh, okay, yeah. okay cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a fun little grade school trick, though. You know, <laughs> like tying something with your tongue, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, I mean, I've done that. I've done exactly what Larry Nance has done before. Oh, if yeah. you're in the nibbling nibble. mood. <laughs> sure. Uh, but just strange. Yeah, it's nice. Maybe it was just like, I saw somebody say he was just like taking the salt off of them. But he's actually nibbling. He's, he's nibbling. nibbling. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, and I actually, well, watching that, I was thinking of Lee inhaling a bag of frizzle frazzles or whatever some yeah, Scottish Mr. snack that we got. Yeah, Mr. Snackman over it's, here. It's hard to imagine Lee like eating something like that. You know what I mean? Like just like, yeah. you, softly. You've been, are you still eating the snacks that came over from Europe? Are you still digging into that box? Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a few. I'm, I'm making my way through the salty snacks though. There's the, uh, the sweet ones. The sweet ones are still there, but yeah. The, those are like ketchup flavored. Right? No, they're those. bacon. They're crispy bacon flavored, which oh. is great because I'm not eating meat, but yeah. Crispy bacon. Uh, that's what he <laughs> said. He's like, oh, when you can't eat meat, this is like the next best I found thing. A loophole, like, yeah, perfect. Wow. So, what were they called? What it? Frazzles, I oh, think. Frazzles. Yeah. My yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a. Uh, uh, it's from uh, Britain, yeah, yeah, somewhere. So, yeah. You really, had them before? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. They're really bacony tasting, but they're not bacon. <laughs> they're naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and then uh, okay, JD, with the the the, the, the wedgie in the Philippines game. Yes. Uh, the the wedgie talk on a German quiz show, and then as we showed you earlier, Jackie Moon sticking a wedgie. I mean, add it together. Do we almost have to like they count can't. a wedgie? Yeah. Last no, year? <laughs> no. I right. think Jackie I'm just Moon asking. Gets one. It was a legit wedgie. Not. It, it has to be during a game. Nah, during game it was, play. We don't allow it after a whistle in an actual game. I know, but How it just, we... just, for the, just for the vibes, you know? <laughs> Immaculate vibes. <laughs> no, okay, we we're not. We're not. We can't. Uh, great stuff, JD. Awesome uh, tweets there from you. Uh, Picking results last night. Pelicans-Grizzlies was the game. Memphis was favorite, favorited by five and a half points, so they had to win by six or more. This was brought to you by BetMGM. Shout out to BetMGM. And Grizzlies cruised to the easy victory and cover so that's a win for me that's a win for trey hey, hey man you're right back in it i'm back baby. <laughs> so <laughs> like that i'm three and three trace two and four lee falls to two and four because he had the pelicans and tass takes a rare l here in the month of march uh your record is now four and two so we're very tight here this is like a this is a compelling race i'll break this down on tomorrow's show uh so what's tonight's game tass well, Greg Popovich, Spurs coach, looking for the all-time lead in wins for a coach if he beats the Toronto Raptors oh tonight. Boy, oh boy. They're at home. The line is minute. It's a um, plus 1.5 for the Spurs, so they're getting a point. And Lee's thinking wow. that uh, Pop is going to do it. The three of us think that the Raps will win. Why, why is Pop going to do it tonight, Lee? Top of the Pops, it's going to be tonight in <laughs> San Antonio. <laughs> He's going to do it against the Raptors. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> but you did say a while ago that that will be the headline. Top of the Pops has will be, be the headline. Has to be, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if they win tonight, we'll find out. Mm. See if the Associated You know what's going to be interesting, though, after the game? You know how Pop always likes to, you know... Downplay def- Exactly. Yeah. Pop, what does it mean to you? You know, most coaches... It means I'm old. It means I've been here a long time. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Next. Yeah. You know, he's going to... Be kind of dickish about it, yeah, I think. Curmudgeon. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Uh, and then the big question is, if they pull it off tonight, is Greg Popovich the thumbnail on tomorrow's uh, show? Yeah. Greg the thumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could, turn, I could turn somebody's thumb into Greg Popovich's face. <laughs> yep. That might get some clicks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll start working on that. All right, so everybody else taking the wraps uh, to win by two or more points, and Lee uh, swerving on this one, taking the Spurs, and history to be made today. Are you going to have, like, uh, your top ten favorite uh, Popovich wins? Oh. <laughs> uh, or something like that? Yeah. Rank them all. We've got to have some Greg Popovich content on tomorrow's show yeah. if they win tonight yeah. with him setting the record. What, what else could you do? Let's brainstorm this. Well, it's a regular season only, so that takes out any playoff stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, maybe, maybe the game that he nearly got fired in back in the day, remember? I think it was... Um, what was it? It was against the Rockets or someone like that. And it was almost like Popovich, if he loses this game, 
they he could get fired. And mm. then I think they went on to go on and, uh, and win the championship from there. I think mm. I think it was something in uh, Chris Herring's book about that, if oh, I remember okay. correctly. Now. What about your just uh, your favorite top ten Greg Popovich moments? Ah, uh, yeah, be some good ones. There'd be some when funny he fouled Shaq early yeah, in the game. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, oh, what that's got to be the thumbnail. Greg Popovich uh, yeah. holding up his thumbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. All right, great. So I've uh, well, probably the Raptors will win tonight. Yeah, yeah. Push this all to, to next Raptors. week because he's probably do it on the weekend. Uh, let's call it there, though, guys. Email in your NBA questions to no dunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at no dunks inc. Send in your questions i already told you to do that <laughs> why don't i tell do it you again, again? <laughs> do it on twitter as well at no dunks inc and leave them in the youtube comments and grab yourself an athletic subscription go to the athletic.com slash no dunks uh dollar a month deal on right now for new subscribers get your no dunks merch over at no dunks.com tasks rocking the uh classic purple there that yeah. pops man on screen i'll tell you I had to strip it off Bob, my boxing buddy. Oh, it was on yeah. him. <laughs> he was wearing it for a long time, so he stretched it out a bit. Uh, but, oh, that's okay. Uh, we're, we're feeling good. Here. Looks good. Go get your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. And uh, yeah, Survivor is back tonight, which means no buffs. Return tomorrow. Oh, sorry. What? You want me to go to Clipper Bros first and then do your thing? Yeah. Or do your thing and then go to Clipper Bros? Yeah, natural. Let's go natural. <laughs> Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And remember, I, you know, hate to throw other TV people under the bus because we've been there, been on TV, made mistakes. But yeah. the person that they fonted, that they chose on TNT <laughs> as David Griffin last night during can, the Pelicans game. I can see it. Oh, come on. <laughs> He's got a much shinier dome than David Griffin, number one. And number two, like 10, 15 years older. I mean, he's older. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, who does the guy on the left look like? Yeah, he it, does. He looks like it's a bit like Izzo, isn't it? Is it is Tom Izzo? It, yeah. No, it's more no. of a celebrity. Uh, yeah, William Shatner vibes. Yeah, Shatner. yes. A bit of a Shatner. Yeah, Maybe I'm thinking Shatner. Shatner. Shatner hanging with Griff there. Great stuff. <laughs> NBA, I, want to, I want to know who did that at, on TNT. Tommy Hanks. Let's talk about it. Have him on the show. Have him or her on the show. No, it wasn't IT. I know. Morgan? Uh, yeah, I think it's some, somebody in the back. You know, we got Griff, the camera person. I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of people at fault. Exactly. Yeah. It's because it's like, I mean, well, who's at fault? the director. Who, yeah. That's, how dare you? Ultimately, the director's fault. 100%. It's not the No, it's the producer's fault. What do you mean? Well, I guess it's the director. Somebody is saying that's David. Somebody's telling the camera or woman. That that is David Griffin. Well, okay, this we is what happens. They they'll, they'll say, "I got the font ready," and then the director says, "Put it up." Yeah, so you, so you don't the have font's time to not look the camp. issue. They spelled everything right. It's, no. They're showing the wrong guy. Yeah, but don't blame the director. Yeah. The director's just calling the camera. Yeah, Unless the director's saying, "Hey, I've got a shot of uh, David Griffin over here, guys," and they, they just do it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, See, makes for good content. This discussion does it. <laughs> I guess so. I think it's David Griffin's fault. <laughs> Why did that guy have better seats? <laughs> He's sitting. I bet Griff is sitting two seats over. Oh, no, did they eventually show Griff? I don't know. Oh, can I? I'll just point out that David Griffin. We missed a party at summer league because you guys called David Griffin Dan Griffin once. Remember that? Uh, no, I, no, you're talking. No, Dan, Dan Gilbert. Gilbert was Dave oh, Dan Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, Dave Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. me. Oh yeah, <laughs> a slip of the tongue, but oh, all Dan's I, I got in oddly a lot of trouble for that. You weren't the only one. We all did. That's we, insane. I couldn't yeah. believe that. Oh. Yeah. It was on live TV, and they were, well, you got to stay and fix it. And we had to actually wait for the replay <laughs> and put a new font over the uh, over the, over the actual Because we font. called Dan Gilbert Dave uh, Gilbert. Dave Gilbert, by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Former the, Australian and, cricketer, Dave yeah. Gilbert. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> whiffing, whiffing on Griffin, slipping on Gilbert. Slippered on Gilbert. What about Dilbert? Just call him Dill. <laughs> Race today, people! <laughs>